Studios. This, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hi, friends. How are you, Kat? Oh, fabulous. Thank you. I'm a little distracted this morning. Oh, is this because of threads? It's, uh, yeah, we got a new social media platform, although it's, it's a piece of Instagram and Facebook that just kind of uh, out there in a new app called Threads. And Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, you might remember, have been fighting about this on and off because it kind of, I mean, it is a lot like Twitter. Differences, and, and differences that people really like because of all the changes at Twitter recently. I, I dig it so far. It's not bad. I am not, uh, I'm not ready to leave Twitter yet. And I don't know if, I'm sure that there's going to be people today who sample threads or, or over the weekend at some point. I'm sure some people are going to love it and think, ah, I'm done with Twitter. Others are going to say, nope. It's not what I wanted, and they'll go back. What By the time all the dust settles and all the sampling has been done, I'm pretty sure that they're going to end up with a very active user base. But I do not think this is going to be the end of Twitter, per se. Uh, Elon Musk giving attention to this by engaging with Mark Zuckerberg. I can't quite figure out the strategy there. Right. Or is there one? There might be. This may all... I For all we know, Threads things. is Twitter, reskinned, and he sold it to Zuckerberg. Who knows what they're up to? But I don't think we know the whole story yet. Uh, that, that's totally possible. I mean, we really don't know. But I can I can tell you just based on what I've seen so far on Twitter and Threads, because I've been keeping my eye on both today, and Threads is definitely trending on Twitter, which leads me, by the way, to mention that I don't believe we have a top trending anything. I don't even think they use hashtags on Threads, now that you say it, unless I'm missing something. Interesting. I, uh, I, I do like it, but, I mean, let's remember how we got here. Assuming there's nothing going on in the background, like some side deal between Zuckerberg and Musk. I don't think it's happening. And maybe there's not, which makes the fight that they're going to have at the Roman Coliseum, allegedly, seem even more stupid. Because if they're actual competitors, then that fake fight is not going to solve anything. But with Twitter, Elon Musk bought it and his goal was very, very simple. He said, we want to restore free speech. And there was a lot of censorship going on. For those who haven't been paying attention to the American news, just in the last 48 hours, U.S. courts have ruled that the White House and the FBI and the Secret Service and all those government agencies that had been contacting social media platforms throughout the pandemic saying things like, uh, you know what, suspend the account of Tucker Carlson because he's an anti-vaxxer and, and, and delete this tweet because it mentions Hunter Biden's laptop. The courts have ordered the White House and U.S. government officials can't do that anymore because it's exactly contrary to free speech. So now the courts have protected free speech and I really don't know what Elon Musk has to go with. He fucked the whole thing up with that verification thing. He really did. I think that was the nail in the coffin, honestly. I was such a devoted Twitter user. And when he did that, when he said, you know what? From now on, you got to pay to get a blue check mark. And even if you already have a blue check mark, you won't be able to keep it unless you pay for it. I don't really care that much about the blue check mark. But one thing I did appreciate about it was they were reliable sources. Mm-hmm. And, and Twitter for years worked on building that network of reliable sources. Yeah. If it had a blue check mark and it said the the Toronto Sun, you could trust that it was the Toronto Sun. Now, I don't know who's who anymore, and I don't know if any of the information on there is accurate. I see a whole bunch of fucking people talking that have got blue check marks, and then I see, I don't know, uh, some big company that I know is legit that's not verified. That was a fatal mistake, I think, for Instagram. For 
For Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. And now there's just too many of them. Now, that, like, now there's a lot. What is my daily I, routine now? I used to wake up and I would check my tweets, check and see if I had any DMs on Instagram, see if there's any new stories. And that was my day. I'd open up Facebook when I got to it. Now am I checking my threads, my Twitter, my Instagram, my TikTok, my Facebook, my, the list goes on. I think I'm so, I'm so excited here because for me, it's going to streamline a lot of things. Um, first and foremost, you can't DM on threads. There's another difference right there. Oh, okay. Can't DM. So if you want to DM, it's basically... It seems like, unless they change things, and Mark Zuckerberg has made it clear, by the way, as soon as it launched, with over 10 million users within the first eight hours of its launch, by the way. So we know that there's a, there's a lot of people on there, and they're definitely using it today. It's been very active. Um, he's going to make changes still. Not big changes, but he's listening to people's thoughts. And uh, DM was one of them. Again, it seems like we're not using any hashtag. Also, the page is just more of a for you page. Um, like a TikTok for you page style where it's just people that you might find interesting. And some of them are people you follow and some of them aren't where some people are asking for just people they follow. So he gave a thumbs up to that. So I'm assuming that will potentially change. Uh, but I'm excited to kind of streamline this. I'm ready to, and it's not all meta because I'm ready to fucking ax Facebook, especially with all the scams and them doing nothing about it. Facebook is trash. Um, Instagram I'm going to keep threads and, of course, TikTok. And then I think that's going to be it for me. I'm done with Twitter. Hmm. I think I'm going to be done. I'm just going to let it sit there. Interesting. And the last tweet I'll, I'll maybe ever send out is the one that I sent out this morning, letting people know where they can find me on threads. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, hey, we'll see where it goes. It's an interesting concept, a direct competition. And I really don't even think Musk could do that. If, if somebody created a a social media platform that's almost identical to another social media platform and their competitors, you'd think there'd be a lawsuit, a copyright infringement of some sort. But Elon bought Twitter. He didn't invent Twitter. So I don't even think that's going to happen. I think the timing here is perfect for Mark. I mean, you got to hand it to, even if you hate him, and I get it, I get the hate for both of them. I totally understand. But you have to give credit there because... Uh, and I'm pretty sure, by the way, he had this thought before this whole Twitter thing went down. He's been building the, f he claims that they've been at Meta building this foundation for threads for a long time. And maybe that's true. Maybe he's also issued receipts to show us the date of its conception internally. I don't know. I didn't see that. Uh, but I, I, I think if he could sue, he, he might just because he's angry. But at the same time, if you think you have a better, a, a better platform in Twitter, then prove it to us. Yeah. Because exactly. so far, you've really kind of fucked it up. And by the way, it's not just people paying to be verified on Twitter. It's whoever he wants. And that pisses me off. Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, I like this actor. Verified. I like this singer. Verified. Well, when like, you I own a business, you can do what you want with the business. Yeah, but then you're going to lose customers. Sure. And that's exactly what's happening at a rapid pace. Yep. You're absolutely right. I, uh, I could also see a scenario where Twitter becomes the platform of choice for those who are more right-leaning and... And uh, Threads here becomes the platform of choice for those who are more left-leaning. And that's a worst-case scenario because one of the things we need to do a lot more of is talk about our differences, not just only follow people that you know agree with you. So we'll see where it goes. I, uh, I think the prime minister is in an awkward spot today because yesterday he went on a tirade about Meta. And sure enough, today, Meta is the darling of the day mm -hmm. with their brand new platform. So let's go back to yesterday. It was a news conference that he did about Bill C-18, the government's online news act. This has got a lot of people rattled. It's about a minute and a half long. Listen to the prime minister yesterday. 
Your heritage minister says he believes there is a way forward with Google, but with Meta, as you've said, your government has now suspended all advertising. How far will your government go in taking on a company like Meta? What could be next? This is not just a dispute over advertising, it's also a dispute over democracy. It's a question of recognizing the role that internet giants like Facebook, Meta, Google and others have in our lives and therefore a responsibility that they also wield. As we've said, we're continuing uh, constructive conversations with Google. Unfortunately, Facebook has just refused to recognize any sort of responsibility it might have in contributing to a democracy that has, uh, democracies in general, that have contributed to its success as a, as a company, as a corporation. So we're not backing down on this. This goes to the core of a free and informed society that is able to take responsible decisions in a democracy. Citizens need to have access to quality local news, to quality content, to quality uh, journalism that is properly paid. And the fact that that the media, that sorry, that Facebook doesn't want to recognize the hard work of professional journalists across the country is something that undermines the very fabric of our democracy at a time where we're seeing democracy backslide around the world. So Canada and allies around the world are going to stand strong and demonstrate that we will not flinch in our defense of fundamental foundational principles to democracy like a free, quality, informed press. Okay, for those who did not count... I did. In that minute and a half, he said news once. He said democracy eight times. So for those who have not read between the lines, this is the next election. This is it. The government is going to try and stare down the big behemoth of meta, and they're going to create a wedge out of this. A wedge is something that politicians use to try and split us because that's what they like to do. You're either on our side or you're on their side. They hope that you're on their side. It's called a wedge. In this case, saying it's about democracy is a shock to me. Meta, let's remember this here. Meta is completely, 100% compliant right now with the Online News Act. Because all this Online News Act does is say that if you post those links, if you share that content, you have to pay the publishers. So they said, okay, well, we're not going to pay these publishers. We're just going to not carry the links. And that is perfectly within their right. There's been a lot of regulatory changes over the years that have happened in Canada. And some businesses have said, no, that doesn't really work with our business model. So we're just going to pull out of the Canadian market. And that's essentially what Facebook did. To now call it an assault on democracy is absolutely shocking. What's even more shocking is after he did that, again, democracy eight times in a minute and a half, and he only said the word news once, and this is about the Online News Act, I, uh, I don't know how the rest of his day went, but he ended the day with a tweet to Taylor Swift. <laughs> he did. I know of all the important things to discuss, I don't know if he's a Swifty or if he's just trying to like make people happy that are. But it's not the first time that Taylor Swift's name has made its way to our politics. You might remember the conservative MP that said just last month he was going to file an official grievance on behalf of Swifties yeah. in the country. Uh-huh. Well, now we have this. He tweeted yesterday after Taylor announced more tour dates. Very exciting. But they're not here still. They're just uh, overseas. 
And she's added Paramore, and that's fine. That's fun. Whatever. That'll be great, though. Paramore oh. and Taylor Swift is quite the throwback. For sure. If you're willing to fly that far, it's cool. He tweets out, it's me. Hi. <laughs> I know places uh, in Canada. Jesus, Justin. <laughs> I know places in Canada would love to have you, so don't make it another cruel summer. We hope to see you soon. She hasn't responded, in case you're wondering. And she won't, I'm sure. No. But I am curious why her nor her management has addressed the decision to skip Canada, which at this point seems like a for sure, unless it's added on at the end of next summer. Like, if anything, maybe it'll be September, or she shows up and surprises people. But I don't think that that's a good thing to do either. Like, at this point, I hope she doesn't do that. I don't want to see Taylor Swift here at all if she's not adding official dates here. I think it's not fair for the Taylor Swift fans who really, really want to see her and are willing to spend the money. And we know money might be the issue. But either way, tell us what it is. Like, in my opinion, you got to at least come forward and say, here's why. Here's why I won't do it. I think that we hit the nail on the head last week on this one. I think it's 100% about money. I think Taylor is very conscious of how much tickets to her shows cost. We know she had a big battle with Ticketmaster about her concert tour. And I don't think that she wants to come to Canada and announce this big show where tickets are going to cost $800 for the upper bowl. And realistically, that's likely what they're going to be charging is prices like that. Well, maybe we'll say 500 bucks mm. for the upper bowl. Families can't afford that, and I don't think she wants to deal with the negativity that's going to come from those high prices. Yeah, but there's a... I mean, economy's not good in the States. It's not like you cross the border and everything's fine there. No. They're hurting as well. Sure. Her tour's making a shit ton of money. In fact, so far, over $300 million, and there's only there are only like 20-something shows in. There are so many more to go. After 22 stops, it was at 300 million. There's hundreds and hundreds of stops because she's rolling all the way through. She must be exhausted, by the way. She's going to roll all the way through until, like I mentioned, the end of next summer. I think there's a little break in there. I doubt she'll add any shows in that break because she'll probably need it mentally and physically. But it's going to make $1 billion in sales easily, they say. So I don't really think it's about the money because she knows that her fans are willing to spend the money and and it is your choice like just don't go if it's too much money so i don't see that being a legitimate good reason to not come to a country that's supported you and thus far you've had played many sold out shows at a uh, case in point i mean even if money is tight there's certain things that people will still splurge on right or wrong don't yeah. judge somebody else but no. we know there's people who can barely afford their rent that went to that goddamn beyonce pop-up sure. shop at holt renfrew yesterday and probably dropped 300 dollars on a t-shirt we know that that happened because there's some people who feel this is the most important thing happening right now, and I'm a fan, so I must be part of it. Mm-hmm. Who the hell went to that pop-up store yesterday and dropped that kind of money on a T-shirt? Are you wealthy, or are you just gonna are you sacrificing something else so you can have a a wristband from the Beyonce concert? I don't know, Cat, but those prices yesterday were insane. Did you see any of the news coverage of it? No, I actually didn't at all. Was there, it? Was, I am assuming there was a lineup like crazy, though. Over 200 people long at one point. Wow. Just to get into the Taylor Swift, uh, Beyonce pop-up shop. And Beyonce is coming, at least. Yay. She'll be here this weekend. Two days. It'll be good. Um, okay, so the Taylor Swift thing is good. We talked about Trudeau. I think it's a complete and utter nonsense what he's trying to peddle now, and hopefully everybody understands why he's doing it. But we can move on because there's some other things happening. One of the topics that comes up regularly is the problem with our healthcare system. People in Fort Erie and Port Colborne are the latest to learn 
their urgent care centers are closing overnight. Don't get sick or hurt after 10 p.m., everybody, because the hospitals are closing. Niagara Health says staff shortages is to blame. And they say if you're in one of those affected communities like Fort Erie or Port Colborne, no problem. You can just go to the ER over in Welland or in Niagara Falls or in St. Catharines. All right, well, this leads to an interesting conversation. We have big hospitals, big ones. Niagara, St. Catharines, and Welland, fairly small condensed area to each have their own hospital. That being the case, do we need overnight 24-hour urgent care in every community? Or can we just say, you know what, fuck it, we're spending enough money on this as it is. You're going to have to drive an extra 10 minutes, but there is a hospital that you can go to. Oh, then it's going to be a little more crowded, obviously. I think we know if it's spread out, it's going to be spread out for wait times. And our wait times are horrendous as it is. Cat, it's nuts. I, I, I told you I had a doctor's appointment yesterday, right? Follow up from my last doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. So they're going to send me to uh, uh, a foot doctor who's going to try and repair my ankle, which I broke 15 years ago, never got fixed. And now I'm tired of ruining shoes and walking with a limp. So I've decided now's the time. My specialist appointment is in nine months. Yeah. Nine months to see a specialist. What the, what? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that everywhere. And and it doesn't discriminate either because it doesn't matter if you're a kid waiting for a surgery, if you're an adult waiting for a surgery, everyone's waiting. And six to eight months seems to be like right around what they're telling people now, depending on the surgery, of course. Unless you get lucky and something like gets canceled and you're on a list. It's anyway, it's bad. It's bad. I, re- I do wish that we had more just 24 hour urgent care spaces. Separate from the hospital. Yeah. Give us urgent care centers because I feel like the way that it's run in the hospital system is also an issue. Nothing to do with the staff. They're just, they go where they're told when they're told, right? But if we had dedicated urgent care centers, I feel like things would get much better. But I I don't know. You'd have to have a complete overhaul if that was the case. I think we do need a complete overhaul. We need to get everybody in a room and say, this is the goal. How can we achieve it? We need to make sure that nobody's waiting more than... Maybe we could agree on 30 days to see a specialist. How do we make that happen? Do we need to hire more people? Do we need a better referral system? Do doctors need to work more hours? Do doctors need to work less hours? Are there too many in the hospital and not enough in private? That sort of thing. All of it needs to go up on the hoist because what's happening now is the worst value for money that I could possibly imagine. We're paying more than anyone else on earth and getting some of the worst service. It's so bad. But we are making progress on the environment, Kat. Yesterday they announced, for the first time in over 30 years, Ontario's going nuclear. The energy minister came out and announced a new plant that'll generate enough electricity to power almost 5 million homes. It's going to be on the current property of Bruce Power Generating on the shores of Lake Huron. They say this will help us meet our electricity demands and rely more, sorry, it'll help us meet our electricity demands from non-emitting sources. This is the goal, right? This is what we need to do. You put up one nuclear reactor, 
It fuels five million homes. Why don't we build 10 of these fucking things? I don't understand why. Is there an environmental reason why? Like, is this good or bad? Like, well, I'm trying to figure out from that angle, is this is this not a good thing I or mean, am I wrong? A lot of people remember Chernobyl and they remember Fukushima and, and places yeah, like sure. that. There's been some serious nuclear accidents over the years, but there's been a lot of accidents in a lot of areas. Today happens to be the anniversary of that train crash in Lac Megantique oh, in Quebec. Right. Yeah. You know, all the oil that poured into the ground because we were shipping oil and gas by rail. It's crazy. If we can have these nuclear reactors, and I'm glad that they're going all in on these, it is a green alternative. Nuclear is not particularly bad. The waste, we've got to figure out what to do with it, but it doesn't even produce a ton, and half of it helps in our medical diagnostic imaging stuff. I think this is a win for everybody. I just don't understand why we're not building more of them. If you can power 5 million homes with one reactor... Build three of them. But like, We've got a lot of cars that are going to need to be charged in the next 10 years. The question is, like, where do you put them, though? Oh, You yeah. don't want them anywhere near you. Oh, I the, don't want them anywhere near me. You know, it's kind of funny. You can tell how Ontario sort of spread out, right? Everything was focused on Toronto. Everything else was cottage country. So we built a nuclear reactor on the shores of Lake Huron, and I think everybody knows where it is there near Kincardine. In hindsight, that's pretty valuable real estate. Maybe we didn't need to put that right on the shore. Maybe we could have buried that up north somewhere or in the Ottawa Valley. Sure. In any case, I think this is great news. We, um, we have some food news to tell you about on today's After 9. Subway has made a change. They say, as of now, 80% of Subway locations are now packing a meat slicer so that they can shave those cold cuts right before your very eyes. So do they, do, I'm assuming that they do this at the beginning of the day and then those are all freshly shaved for the day. You're not doing this as you're making sandwiches, right? Multiple times a day. Multiple they say they're times. cutting. Yeah, if they run okay. out, they got to cut more because you can't say to somebody, oh, you want a roast beef? How about a turkey? Because I'm out of roast beef. They don't want to do that. They want to serve everybody. So if they're out of roast beef, somebody's got to go and haul out the meat slicer and shave off some more. I think that's good. I like the idea of fresh. I'm just wondering, how long is this going to take? Because I don't have forever to wait around for a fucking sandwich. Well, that's when you do approach them and go, what do you got shaved already? <laughs> right? I don't think I'd say it like that. What do you got? What do you got that's shaved? <laughs> and then I got kicked out of Subway. <laughs> uh, hey, that's good. I, I'm assuming that there's going to be like training. I, we, I remember us talking about this when they first announced that the meat slicers were going to be, their goal was all locations. But isn't it up to the franchisee owner, uh, whether or not they do it? Well, I think that if you're part of the Subway umbrella... And Subway makes a monumental change, like we're switching to freshly sliced meat, which, by the way, is how it used to be way back in the day. I, I think I remember the days of the meat slicer at Subway. Then they just started slicing it in central locations and, like, mailing it to all their locations. Oh, with I, those pieces of parchment in between? Yeah, yes, gross. that's right. So I think the franchisees have to participate. Now, these machines are $6,000 meat slicers, and 80% of the Subways around the world have now got one. Okay, all right, a big investment into meat, but that's fine. I want to know how much it's going to cost and how many fingers are going to get lost from people that are trying to slice meat and not paying attention. It's hectic when you're working at a subway. Yeah, I would think so. Again, I hope that it comes with, I'm sure it does come with some extensive training because uh, you don't want that. You don't want that as an owner to get that phone call. Hey, I'm missing a couple digits. Yep. I used the meat slicer the wrong way. And this customer is kind of grossed out because I bled everywhere. Well, we did talk about it on our radio shows this morning. And first text that we got was from somebody who recently got a meat slicer themselves. 
Said he used it four or five times and then had to go to the ER because he sliced his knuckle <laughs> right off. Now his girlfriend doesn't let him use the machine. <laughs> you don't say. I'm in a similar predicament. As you know, my girlfriend's Italian, so I too have a meat slicer now. Is that all Italians just have one? I think so. Like like, just, it's kind of like when you buy a Barbie and it comes with an accessory. They always have the meat slicer beside them. Cat. Is that how that works? Okay, you know what? Off topic, but I'll go there. It's a little fucking weird. Certain things are a little weird. Different cultures do things different ways. The meat slicer took a little getting used to. On my When I lived on my own, my countertop was clear. Yeah. All I had on it was a microwave and a toaster. Now, in my current living situation, I've got this big fucking meat slicer. I've got a panini press. I've got all sorts of shit taking up space on the counter. And apparently all these things are necessary. In my basement, when I lived on my own, it's beautiful. I had my golf clubs down there and a couple of boxes. Now I've got like half a fucking pig hanging from the ceiling. Oh, you do not. It's not an actual pig. It's pork. And, and I don't know what it is. You Sokrasana, got, hanging, you got like? hanging meat though? Yeah. You're hanging meat guy? Yeah. We're wow. curing sausages, apparently. Wow. If that's what you call that process, I don't understand how it all works. Oh, boy. And, and frankly, I don't need to. I don't need to because it's just hanging there. And if I ever say, I would like some mortadella. Someone's going to go downstairs, they're going to pull it down off the off the ceiling, and they're going to stick it in the meat slicer, and I'm going to be eating great with fresh. Oh, man. I just, you know what? I'm good with grocery stores. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm good with going to the deli. I'm good with approaching the deli counter, taking that weird ticket and saying, give me some of that, and I don't want any of that in my house. Cat, there's something that just gets my testosterone going when I flick the button and turn that meat <laughs> slicer on and start shaving. I don't be- know what it is. It was like the first time I cut the grass. I got a hard-on from that. You know, like well, there's just... <laughs> certain things in your life that just get you fucking revved up. Between that and asking if you have anything shaved, I think you should never enter a subway. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, boner guys here. <laughs> no, I don't get a chub when somebody else slices me. Okay. Only when I do it. Okay. When nobody believes you that's listening. Not one person. Not one person. How about a foot long today? And I don't mean yours. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't give you a, fit if, a foot if I did it three times. <laughs> bad. It's really bad. Uh, and, and while we're talking food, how about the great folks over at the International House of Pancakes, IHOP? They have introduced what they're calling, and they're being very generous with the definition of this, they're calling it a cultural innovation. Pancake tacos. Pancake tacos. Back that up for a second. What culture are they talking about? I, the, the, co- the pancake culture? Mexican? It, are they seriously? Because impl- Mexicans aren't going to like this. No. I don't think they. Do, do they eat pancakes in Mexico? I'm not even familiar <laughs> with that. <laughs> I've never been to Cancun and had pancakes you know served what? to me. I'm not sure I have either. But I know that if they heard that this was considered a culture, they would say F off. <laughs> nope. Don't you dare use us for this. You know, we just pick on Mexico so much because there's so much shit that we just cherry pick out of there and, and make a big deal of it. Like Corona. They don't really give a shit in Mexico. I mean, it's fine, but it's not like their national beer. Here, we want to put on a goddamn sombrero when we order a Corona. And it's really not that big a deal. And Cinco de Mayo, same thing. They don't give a shit. Exactly. So this cultural innovation, pancake tacos, is on the menu nationwide, but only until the end of July, unless we all go there and buy them and like them, then they'll likely continue it. So here's how it works. There's four flavors. You can get a strawberry cheesecake pancake taco, 
a caramel banana with chocolate chips. Those are the two sweet. There's also two savory. How about a fried chicken with with hash browns, gravy, and pickles as a taco? Fried chicken in the pancake? And again, when I say taco, I mean pancake because they're fucking around. Then there's the breakfast pancake taco, which is served with scrambled eggs, bacon, and cheese. <laughs> this is a lot of fucking around. You're not it's lying. It's a total fucking around. Are we eating it like a taco? Like people yeah. are picking it up and eating it like a taco? Mm-hmm. Like do they serve it in those taco sh- trays? Yes, actually they do. Okay. Like when you go to a Mexican restaurant, they've got the tacos oh. all standing up. There's a little device that they ordered for that. <laughs> Same thing here. Now you buy them in orders of three. And it's only $6 for three pancakes that are loaded with all this shit. They're small pancakes. They can't be, like, huge. regular size pancakes, Okay. Cat. Oh, okay. How many pancakes do people eat when they sit and eat pancakes? I, a, I don't eat them. But. That sounds filling. Octavia, are you a pancake girl? Yeah. yeah. You are. Now, when you make pancakes, have you ever thought to yourself, this is delicious, but if I folded it in half, I'd be eating Mexican? No. No. <laughs> no. No. Of course not, because it's not a thing. It's not a thing. But three of them for $6, they all have to be the same kind. You cannot mix and match. But it's a pretty good deal for 6 bucks, isn't it? I thought that was all right. Are those the American prices? Because that's like $14 Canadian. Oh, my God. Tell me about it. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. Uh, they'll be available till the end of July if you want to try this cultural innovation. Again, is what they call it. Oh, no. Yeah. Thinking about going down to Detroit this weekend. Jays are playing at Comerica, taking on the Tigers. You won't go. No, I probably won't. But shit. I thought about it. <laughs> I did like I briefly call, think about it. Like I called you up right away. You're full <laughs> of shit. You're not going. But that would be cool. <laughs> I'm actually golfing today. Oh, fun. Now that I always believe. Uh, thank you to everybody who supported the Energy 95.3, Y108, CHML 900 Children's Fund. Today That's is great. the tournament and... Uh, I'm playing pretty good right now, is so there, it might be good. Is there any way people can help, by the way, who are listening? Then just happen. I know that I don't know. Not a lot of people are like, I have so much extra money to give. Well, but this is the problem. If you do, is there any way they can help? Yeah, I don't know. I have okay, no idea. Nobody right. gave me any information oh, wow. other than be at Flamborough Hills by <laughs> one o'clock. You just mentioned golf to Scott, and he just tunes out everything else, and he goes, "Yes, I'll be there." <laughs> they could have told me I have to work it, and I probably would have said, "Oh yeah, yeah, no problem." What time's tee off? Because I really do zone out once I hear golf. It's a uh, it's a big deal. Well, that's fine. Uh, how do, you're okay golfing in the heat too. You're a, you're a maniac. I know. I love it. You don't mind. The hotter, the that's better. Good. Cat. Turn it up. And you just like do you just sweat and just and that's it. Like you just say, hey, I'm getting sweaty today, and that's fine. Yeah. Well, what I like to do is because I don't sweat evenly. If my if I've got like belly sweat, I'll just rub it all over my body so that I'm an even sweater. No, I don't just go out there and sweat. I well, <laughs> go out like, there and golf. It's like thirty. It's gonna be thirty six or something with humidity today. Ah, uh, we'll probably get like a tornado or something. They say the weather today is gonna be wild. Yeah. So yeah, I don't even know if we'll get eighteen in, but I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Uh, last thing I want to mention before we go. This is. Some people are going to hear this and roll their eyes. Other people are going to hear this and think this is the greatest thing ever. For the first time since before the pandemic, the cat stravaganza known as Meow Fest, a massive feline festival, is returning to Toronto Sunday, July 23rd at the warehouse. You're not a cat person? Cat? I am not a cat person. Cat doesn't like surprisingly, cats. I don't. I shouldn't say I don't like cats. Like cats are fine to look at. They just don't do anything for me. Like it's not like I'm like I look at what I'm like. I want one of those. I don't. And before you go DMing me about your cat's different, sh- no, shut up. No, it's not. It's they're all the same. 
They all just, they don't like us very much. Some, they're adorable, especially kittens, but yeah, I just, I just don't care. What if the girls say, Mommy, can we get a cat? Oh, they have. And I say, Oh, they have no. already. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, they have, I, I tell them it's okay because their aunt has two cats. And anytime you want a cat, go over there and play with her cats. Okay. Well, um, in this case, maybe you should take the kids here. Expect a day of cat-themed shopping, interactive workshops, speed dating, heart-melting encounters with adoptable kittens, food trucks, and celebrity cat meet-and-greets. Celebrity cat? Do they list the celebrity cats? Not yet. It's too soon to confirm. Man, I find it so fascinating. And people... I mean, again, cats really are cute. So I feel like following them on Instagram and stuff makes sense to me. Kittens make me smile. Absolutely. Are they, are they like the, the influencer cat celebrities, I assume? Like, it's not going to be cats. Is that, that a bo- thing? Oh, Scott. Are there influencer cats? Oh, there's so... the fuck do they influence? Yeah. Cats don't have any money. Oh, there's all you need to do is follow them. And the next thing you know, they're endorsing all kinds of cat sh- things. Oh, yeah, it's all over There's Instagram. There's not a fucking chance that somebody said, hey, would you be interested in endorsing this particular cat food? People are making money off their cats and on Instagram. Oh, they're absolutely making money off their cats. But I bet you those cats are being treated quite nicely, all things considered, because they're bringing in the dough. There are cat fluencers all over the place. That's messed up. All right. Well, uh, for the show here, they say we have vendors so you can shop. The energy and buzz is like a party. It's a community get-together. It was originally conceived in 2017, and again, it had to take a break from COVID because God forbid the cats get sick. This year, they say they're coming back, and they want you there. Event proceeds are being donated to local cat shelters and organizations. So there you go. It's for a good cause, cat. And you can do cat shopping. You can see cat demonstrations, whatever that means. And you can... um, even speed date if you'd like to date a fellow cat lover. Oh, no. <laughs> I'd you, love to know who you meet at that thing. You did not persuade me to go. I, I, I no. Are you going to do I'm puns? positive about it. Stop. You don't need to do that. I'll forever <laughs> never go. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what? People watching there would be interesting, though. Wouldn't it be, though? And by the I'd way, the cat, it. isn't it interesting? It surrounds cats, and cats don't want to be there. No. None of the cats that are there want to be there, but you're going to see all the cats. Fun. I don't know if you're allowed to bring your own cat, or you just have to enjoy the pussy that's there. <laughs> 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 I knew you were going to do it, because that's the podcast, and you can. Did that feel better? Are you good? <laughs> oh, my God. I got that off my chest. You wanted to do that when we did this on a radio show today so badly, I could tell. We actually had some people texting in some good ones, too. Uh, we got to go, everybody. I got a tea time at one. Have yourselves a fantastic day. We will see you right back here tomorrow. And I'm believing Dave Blizzard is joining us. He is in town. There's nothing in his calendar that I can see. There's really no excuse for him to not be here tomorrow. Zero excuses. We'll all find out here together tomorrow. Bye, friends. 911 on a new night Thursday March 14th on Global Stream on Stack TV